This week on Invasion of the Podcast, Star Trek, who wore it better, the Orville or Discovery? It's just us talking about injustice. And we look at some TV fatalities for NetherRealm Studios' next fighting game. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People offer attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Batman just killed a man with his car, Stedman. And to my left is Joe. Does Superman just kill a small child, Peters? <laughs> I, I have real quick questions about injustice. I mean, Superman, like, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's like there were some questionable things that Superman did in that game. My favorite questionable thing in that game was when uh, I think it was Black Adam was throwing the cars at him. And I'm like, yeah, it, I'm like, he's not waiting for anyone to get out of those cars. No, that's not very super. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was super, but not super good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't super good. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, DC's uh, fighting game Injustice because Injustice 2 just came out this week. Uh, I, for people that I know, sometimes you're like, oh, when you talk about video games, we just we go and do other things. I, I think we're going to have an interesting conversation because it's, it's going to be more than fighting. It's going to be talking about the DC universe. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're getting a yeah. double whammy. You're getting the video games and the DC comics. Yeah. So if, I mean, if you're just like, I don't like comics or video games, well, then yeah. I, I stick around for some wrestling talk. No, there's not going to be wrestling talk. <laughs> I was surprised. I actually noted last week. I was like, it was the first episode in like forever. We haven't mentioned any wrestling talk. Yeah. yeah. And even now, just kind of zipping which right is, past it. Which is really, really weird because I was talking to one of my buddies the other day and, and we were both like, like, I was like, I haven't watched anything since Mania in January, so I don't know why. I guess maybe because I just read articles and you know keep up to, up on it, but I don't watch it <laughs> I, that much. I, I read articles in wrestling like I'm reading about sports. Yeah, I, and I, like it's, it's real it's sports. I know that's terrible. It's just like, oh, what happened this oh, week? Oh, man, what? Braun Strowman's out with an injury. He could be six months, man. No, I better take him out of my fantasy fantasy. My fa- <laughs> fantasy fantasy wrestling league. <laughs> I bet you there's fantasy wrestling. Oh, they're absolutely. Well, there are like uh, uh, e-feds where people will have like online federations and they just write bits and promos and things like for characters. That that shouldn't surprise me. Because I mean, there is a community out there for everything, right? And it's kind of like, I guess, like fan fiction-y writing, but it's more structured in a sense that you actually have commissioners and then like people who are like, you know, you got this guy and you're in charge of this, but we're not going to let you have him go for the belt, but you need to write a good story if we do, you know. Huh. I, that's It's like more... You know, that's it, kind of fun, actually, versus like... It's a storytelling just, thing. Yeah. So... I, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like, can you top that? Like, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's kind of like interesting. Yeah. All right. Um. So, um. So yeah. The, uh, the, there you go. Wrestling talk. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 snuck <laughs> it in. Um. Just want to mention real quickly, I uh, I forced Joe to go uh, see something that's near and dear to my heart over the weekend. Um, <laughs> we went over to the Grog Shop on the east side, and we watched uh, the Found Footage Festival. Um, I probably mentioned on the show before, it is two guys that travel the country just collecting odd things they find uh, in video stores. No, not video stores, I guess. Well, there's still video stores around. But like thrift shops, yard sales, people donate things. And it could be either like uh, employment, like uh, training videos, 
Um, there was they did a montage of 101 Jesuses this time, where it was mm-hmm. all different Jesus movies. Um, I wouldn't say it's always necessarily gut bustingly funny, but it's always interesting, and yeah. I, I had a good time with that. Um, I feel bad because Joe's like. He told me he's like you, you're like you know what it was okay and I'm like I was having a ball with it I, I don't know I, I don't know what it is about that type of thing that really like really gets me going in terms of like I enjoy that kind of stuff so much I think it was in the interesting bucket for me like it wasn't it wasn't boring but I was just like I think I went into it thinking that it was going to get a little bit more gut busting laughs like the the last part that they had that you showed me that they did with um chop and steel like you showed me that before that was funny but I kind of already saw it but um you know there was some stuff in there that was just like weird and awkward but like yeah. not funny and um there was there was one gal in front of us she was just howling and it, it was just I'm like sometimes they can make an evening. Sometimes they can ruin an evening. Well, it though. was starting to, after about like 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 thirty minutes of like every single not I don't want to say joke, but every single thing. It was just kind of like I feel like you're trying to laugh at this point. I agree. Yeah, like I had, there's people around me where we're sitting up front. Like there's people that were just laughing at everything, and I'm like, great, you know. Like yeah. I mean, I've I've seen this live show a few times, not this version that they're taking around right now. So I've I've had those moments of like you know laughing so hard that I can't breathe, but. Not with every single bit, right. you know. So yeah, it was it was like a stand up, sh- like you know how you go to a comedy show and you know they're they're like just hitting zingers after zingers, and she's like falling over on her boyfriend, and I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. I so I just recommend it if you guys have not seen it, go to foundfootagefestival.com. They have a bunch of their videos up there. Uh, I'd say go see them on tour, but they just left Cleveland, so sorry about that. But they they always have weird, odd things, and I think it's worth digging into. Uh, so I just, but, but I liked, it was, it was kind of like walking into Paul's brain a little bit. Cause I really was trying to get you to go and, and you went and your fiance went. And then I had some people from, from my work go like my friends there. And it was like, and, and then some other people It was a nice collection of like, oh. of Paul's walk of life <laughs> and walking into my brain. Like, I totally, like, totally yeah. felt like I was in your brain. No, I got it. Like when I was there, cause you've showed me it before and like actually being there for an hour and a half to watch it. I'm like. I see how this is his wheelhouse, like, you know, but there was some really like the Alex Trebek stuff was, I thought was really interesting and funny, but I think the the most interesting thing about it, even if like, you don't think it's hilarious is like, it's all real. And yeah. when you see it, you would think that it, like in our day and age, when people kind of like make YouTube videos or they make stupid stuff on the internet just to like, kind of make it. This isn't the case. This was like legitimately made, you know, like uh, the Operation Desert Storm Return Parade. It was <laughs> the just Taco like, Bell sponsor. Yeah, yeah, it was like, what the hell is this? And it was in Hollywood, and it was supposed to be like a big production, like like a Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade, and it was the complete opposite. It was just like, wow, miserable technical problems. Yep. And kind of just tone deaf the entire time with yeah. like the inflatable Abrams tank coming down the way. <laughs> it was just barely and all the product placement. Along. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, just definitely, I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, it's 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 a good time. It's interesting. Um, but I just wanted to mention that because it's just like it's one of those things like you'll. You have people that you know that you're just like, son of a bitch, if he starts talking about that one more time. But this is kind of, this isn't my religion, but I always kind of be like, do you guys want to watch some found footage with me? Come, I have a pamphlet. Sit down with me. Let's like, talk about found footage. It's like me and Hots. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want to play Hots? Okay, come on, let's go. 
Uh, Who's the hero of your storm? Yeah. Like, you know, like so. Uh, but, my yeah. heart. but I appreciate it because they—they they, they, like it's been like what two three years since they've last been around. I would, so. I mean, you know, you probably don't believe me, but I would go back, like, like because Amy said she had a good time, okay. so like you know, it was different. Plus, like if it's at venue, I thought it was very convenient, like in Coventry, like just the the wines, the wine yeah, cave. The and, first time, that's the first time we've had it at the grog shop. Um, they've had it at the Beachland a couple of times, mm-hmm. and that's a little bigger place. I just don't know what happened scheduling wise, but. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've seen them in a, in an actual like theater, like, um, like a movie theater style setup. We went to a show in Pittsburgh and like half the people there had no idea what was about to happen. And there were some really, like some of the stuff in the show that you just saw was, was, was awkward. And there's some really awkward stuff in some of the earlier volumes. And I knew what was about to happen. And just, just hearing the audience just like lose their mind for like a split second of what was on the screen was a lot of fun, but it was like, it was like a a theater house. So it was, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I, I just appreciate like their brand of weird, you know? So, um, but enough about that. I just, I, people got to be in my brain. There you go. Good news, everyone. So TV Upfronts, um, that's a big thing right now because they're showing all their fall lineup yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're getting ready for fall up. It's funny how everything rolls out the way it does because like, I feel like in the winter or end of early, you know, before spring kind of starts to creep up, if you want to call it spring here, um, you have like all the crazy trailers for the summer blockbusters. Like I remember talking about Guardians trailer a couple months ago and the Covenant trailer when it came out and, and they're here and, you know, and the Spider-Man trailer launching and now that's like a month away. But... Um, now we're getting all the trailers for the fall TV. Yeah. So um, uh, two two sci-fi shows are coming out, and one of them is technically a spoof of the other. <laughs> right. So uh, Star Trek Discovery's uh, trailer came out today um, for CBS's new... Was What's their streaming service called? CBS... Something. All direct, the time. All the whenever you need it. CBS Now. I don't know. CBS 24 Hours of Dr. C- Quinn Medicine Woman. CBS GoFlix. Um, <laughs> GoFlix. But... Uh, anyway, CBS has this coming out as a new Star Trek revival series, and it's supposed to take place, what, 10 years before Kirk and Spock? So it takes place in the Prime Universe, not Prime Universe, sorry, the um, Kelvin, Kelvin universe. universe, sorry. Yeah. Prime is what you know with the original series and Next Generation and all that. And the Kelvin Universe is the ones that take place in the movie, the new movies, the three new movies. So this is 10 years before Chris Pine mm. and Zachary Quinto and in and and that role. And you can tell because... And Dr. Dredd. In Dr. Dredd. Um, <laughs> it's like, he's dead, Jim. Why? Because I judged him. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> he knew what he did. Um, <laughs> so, um, like, what'd you give him? I gave him a hot shot. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I want to see Dr. Dredd now. Like, I just want to be like, this guy, he's dying. We're all dead. You're like, I'm just, dead. okay, okay, Bones. Dr. Dr. Dredd Bones. Um, <laughs> so... The, you can tell by the amount of lens flares in this oh, that God. it's like, in the, and like you kind of made a joke about it. I I like that kind I of. I know you do. I mean, it can be overused, but I like that clean. It almost has like a clean fifty sci-fi vibe to it a little bit, and no. and I don't mind it. But it's just that it, it's it, yeah. It's just like I, I I get where you're coming from with the fifty sci-fi thing, but like just the lights on like say like the wall like those bright blue lights and they're just like beaming and it's just like i don't want to squint so much when i'm watching like a movie especially a sci-fi movie like like i like crisp clean sci-fi especially for star trek but like those lights like i mean 
why do those LEDs have to be turned up that high? And they're That's like terrible. completely pointless. It's not like it's the control board. It's it's like it's like the frame around the door. Well, even in the other thing we're going to mention in a second, it has that look to it too a little bit. It's just that there isn't the lens flares. Yeah, it has that very very bright. Like you walk into an Apple store, you know, and which like is that, which is fine. But yeah. like when I go in an Apple store, they don't have like some crazy LED halogen like lamp that's like eight feet tall. That's just like like there. Like whoa. What's going on with this? Like you know, nothing whatsoever. Yeah, and, but, I, and I, yeah, and I feel like in, on like these these uh, and, um, uh, Starfleet ships, they're just like we need them brighter, as bright as possible, because they're in space and they have to see. But lens flare aside, uh, the new trailer looked interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Klingons. I I don't mind that they look uh, like a little bit more like monstrous. I mean, I, it is it is what it is. They're Klingons. Like I just. I, here's me. It's like I I'm so thirsty for a Prime Universe show that I want this to be good, but I'm also kind of like, can I just have another Prime Universe show? And there's something about even though, um, and I, I know some of our listeners will will really disagree with me about this. The Star Trek format is very much like Law and Order, where it's like you know what you get. Yeah, you like the characters. It follows a format. And it's like, but I kind of still want that. I want them to straighten out their Starfleet uniforms with like the tuck and mm-hmm. and have the talk and figure out things with logic and science. And I'm sure it's going to be part of this too. Uh, it's just that I don't. Also, because it's a prequel series, I'm having a hard time caring about it. Like that's all. Yeah. Like, well, that and I'm like I'm not that seated in the Kelvin universe. You know what I mean? Like I saw the first two Star Treks. I didn't see the most recent one. And um, like. I don't. I understand why they're doing it because I, you know, what is it? Uh, Chris Pine has been Kirk for like ten years now, roughly, almost. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, being in three movies, so you know they've they've been cultivating that Kelvin universe, and you know your your generations now, you've got your generations that came into it, and you got your generations that were kind of like grown up into it. So you've got more of uh, an audience that you got to target, and you know, unfortunately, the Roddenberry uh, Prime Universe. Uh, a lot of those people that remember all that are those taping, you know, tapering off. So you're gonna go with the Kelvin Universe, and you know, it is what it is. But um, I just don't know why you couldn't have a contemporary, like me- meaning that it runs along the same time as the movies because I mean you don't have to have it like be so lockstep like the Marvel universe. Yeah. But it's, it's goddamn space. You could put a ship somewhere and explore, right? Like you can, you can give them like, do you, is the enterprise the only one that has a five-year mission? Like that seems very highly suspect. If it's the only ship in the entire fleet that it gets to go out and see all the new aliens and possibly have sex with them. That doesn't seem very fair. (laughs) You know, you're right. And like, you know, I don't understand why they can't, progress the story further further like i get that you're not going to get you know characters to come back you're never going to have shatner probably jump back into kirk you know and and a lot of people have passed away but like he probably keeps trying to get back on set though you know he probably could just walk on set but like you know there's no reason that you can't have uh like like an episode reference like captain archer you know or 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 uh, even like you from the movies of the Kelvin universe, you have the destruction of Vulcan. You have the fallout of the, of the of the people trying to find a home. You have like there's a lot of interesting politics going around mm-hmm. that universe that you could explore because that was a reset of the Prime Universe anyway. And they so, didn't need to like, do that. They could have dumped that into the Prime Universe. 
Yeah, they could have. They could have. Yeah. They could have destroyed Vulcan after you know years after like wherever the Prime dropped off at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, then I agree. That, it could have. That could have been like a great jumping off point to keep Prime going. It's like okay, this is like a disastrous event that just happened in the in the galaxy or the universe. Galaxies are small, but um, uh, you know that would have been a great like. Well, they, they mean okay. Intro into something new. I, I will just say, Jake, I hear you. Uh, in um, and <laughs> and uh, what was it? Uh, Star Trek: uh, uh, The Final Frontier was it the Final Frontier? No, um, Undiscovered Country. Uh, there was a problem when Klingon, like not the home. That's not the home world of Klingon. I forget what they call it, but they had like basically like an extinction event kind of happen, and the Klingons were kind of screwed, so they had to reach out to find a piece. So it's like they didn't have a home world, and that was like one of the cruxes of the movies. So whenever you have like the destruction of uh, of was it Romulus, and then like it's all, but it's like it feels like if you live on a planet, just be careful because someone's coming for you. It's right, going to blow up your home planet. So I mean, they've explored that a little bit in the movies. Um, it's just shack up on a moon somewhere, right? I just, I don't sure. Give me, give me Calvin universe. It's fine. I don't understand the reason of a prequel series because then you still have to eventually point towards, you know, the enterprise. Yeah. Right. And, and the only prequel series I will say that's, that's doing everything and it's power that it means barreling towards it's inevitable fate, but giving us a hell of a ride along the way is better call Saul. That's the only thing I could think of that I actually give a shit about because I, I don't know where it's going, but uh, I know where it's going. I don't have time to talk about Better Call Saul. I haven't seen season three I'm, yet. I am yeah. knee deep into Better Call Saul. Like, but you get what I'm saying. It's just yeah. like it's exciting and there's tension and it's like there is. It's just yeah, yeah. So anyway, but uh, so yeah. So the other half of this is the Orville, which is coming out on Fox. I hate that name, by the way. I yeah. hate that name. I'm really hoping that there's a stupid joke behind it that Seth MacFarlane came up with. Um, but yeah, the ship that he is captaining is called the Orville. And basically what this is, is it's a Star Trek spoof, much like Galaxy Quest, that Seth MacFarlane, who is a huge Star Trek fan, I know he's been on a couple episodes of Star Trek, and um, like he he's a big science guy, and I think he's going to do a decent job of trying to mix a bit of that, the sci-fi with his, you know, his humor, what he does. If you don't like his humor, I get it. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it looks, it looks fun. I just, I almost like, I wish they would just call it galaxy quest, a TV show. Cause that's what it feels like to me. Well, he had to like, make it his own. They, they uh, probably, yeah. but yeah, this, it's the same thing. I, yeah, the Orville, I kind of, I could kind of take it or leave it with that name. You know, you get uh, what's her name playing? Uh, who was, who, <laughs> Played uh, Mockingbird, Adrian, Adrian Palicki. Palicki, yeah, yeah, she's playing his. Uh, uh, was it? She's playing her uh, or his wife, his, his ex wife, who's also his first mate. Um, so there's going to be a, like the scene when everybody's when she shows up and everybody's like, let's not talk about this, and they're like, oh, we're going to talk about this. Like, it's yeah. just like yeah, there's there's drama on the on the bridge with the captain, it's, and you got you got what's his face? I forget his name now. We just talked about him and, and Critters cast uh, the kid that uh, he was in the first two Critters movies, and he's the voice of the kid in American Dad. He's the pilot. Oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope they do a Critters reference. They better. I mean, it's a space It's a space show. You better have some crites on there. Right. Be he, be, he better just, like, nope out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, be like I'm out. I'm, I'm out. done. Done with this. Um, Did it before. It's, so. I, I really hope you're right that it leans more into, I mean, you could, they want to make it like a workplace comedy, but set in space. I get that. Um, I do feel that. McFarlane, he, he, it's easy for him to lean into. I'm going to make a joke and just grin at the camera. Yeah, and I and I hope that. There, I mean, there's probably going to be some improv because I mean that's just the the nature of like him and his his uh, cohorts that he has. But it would be great to actually have some 
some real like Star Trek sci-fi, but like like really tongue in cheek because like like almost. I mean, just give me live action Futurama. That's what it almost would feel like would yeah. be a good way to go. And I know he's he's done stuff with with the, those people before too. Um, not that I need to have like like a live action Zap Brannigan, but that'd be amazing. Uh, I I hope it's good. The the trailer, the upfront trailer that they have. It definitely shows every bit of money on the screen for a TV show. Mm-hmm. The production value is crazy, yeah, and it makes me wonder how they can pull it off and keep it going for a show that that probably will be a niche market. Mm-hmm. I agree, it'll probably be a niche market. But right now, it looks fun. I'm gonna check that out. Um, and then uh, the next TV show uh, that we got thrown a trailer at was uh, Gifted, which is the Marvel Fox. Uh, collaboration for a x-men or i don't want to say x-men a mutant tv show so <laughs> on that on that channel with an x in their name yeah uh, and they spell the x like with an x-men i need to watch legion i've heard nothing but awesome things about legion so i want to get... i haven't gotten back to it but yeah i've heard nothing but good oh, things but like, I, I, need, yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that it'll probably get canceled only because uh it i don't think it's getting enough boom like I, I well, feel, the critics are crazy about it, so maybe FX will keep it around for a second season. I don't know. The critics don't really help, well, help that cause a lot. And also, the guy's showrunner on that is the showrunner on Fargo, and yeah. people are over the moon about that. So they might be... There are situations where they keep creators happy by keeping things around a little bit while they're getting like you know that. So I, I got to watch Legion. Um, it would be it would be funny if you find out that all the kids are just different parts of his personality and gifted. It's like, oh, there's no kids at all. It's yeah. just more of him. It's just um, fooled <laughs> you. Uh, so, uh, gifted. It looks like it, again. It looks slick in terms of like the the effects are there. It feels like CW without the charm to me. Like it yeah. feels like a CW it show. Does, you're right. I now yeah. you say that I do feel that after watching the trailer, it does feel like a um. Like a like a really bad episode of Arrow, <laughs> not a good episode of Arrow, just a really, a really bad, bad episode, episode of, Arrow. of Arrow, like a real Laurel heavy episode of Arrow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Laurel. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hope it's good. I, I think I'm um, having like I was worried when they first announced what the show was. I I was worried that it was just going to be uh, mutants on the fringes, where it's like more like oh, this person can make plants grow and then we'll see them walk by a pot of plant and it, it, you know, blossoms mm. or something. No, they're leaning full into the abilities here. Hopefully. Yeah. I didn't I like, I didn't like the abilities that I saw in the trailer, so I'm hoping that the, the, the show actually, you know, anytime you give me like cop car lights exploding and sparks, I'm just like, that's, that's a half-assed pyrotechnics effect for TV. Come on. Versus like super strength where you just see people just punch and they go flying yeah. across the way, you know. Right. Yeah. I so. mean, even in even in the original, uh, the first um, episode of Legion, when they when uh, they had like some special powers go off and stuff, mm-hmm. it was kind of like whoa! Like they actually started to kind of do some different stuff, and it was for like a split second. Like you could tell they had enough budget for like maybe a minute, <laughs> but it was a good minute, you know. So um. yeah, I, I that's that's my biggest hang up with a lot of these superhero shows is like they just don't have the budget to pull it off, and I'm like I kind of just like feel and eh. that's why I like the Netflix series so much because you don't need to have anybody have crazy powers. But what if they made like an Hour Man series because the whole thing is his powers last an hour, <laughs> like and that's 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 true. The character is like that's the whole yeah. thing, right? Wouldn't it be great? It'd be like oh, I'm sorry, we can't do Iron Man. What about 15 Minute Man? Like 15 just, Minute like, Man. Just, it's like, guys, guys, got to wait till the last 15 minutes. Well, he's sleeping for most of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wakes up at the end. I, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. I um, heard Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is is getting hot. I haven't watched the last episode of the season yet. Season four has been 
awesome. Like it's been so good. Uh, and the reason I'm, I, I segue into that, not just because I want to talk about Marvel stuff. Uh, it's just that the, they have been letting their power flag fly for a, a more of this season than they have in the past. And that was one of the things that was kind of frustrating about the first two seasons was like, all right, you exist in the Marvel universe. Can we have something? Yeah. You know, and well, I'm really hoping, and they said that they're not going to do it right away. I'm really hoping that they can get Inhumans to cross over into it with that, you know, like because I'd like to see Black Bolt or Medusa show up and talk to Sky or have Sky trickle over there. Yeah, you don't want Black Bolt talking to anybody. Well, yeah, that's true. I should, <laughs> you want Black Bolt to talk to anybody, but you know what I mean. Like, I would like to see that mesh up, you know. Um, so I, I'm kind of excited for Inhumans. Uh, I know they're doing a. Um, uh, a theater release, which I may go check out. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be kind of fun to see the first episode in the theater. Um, but then after that, you know, uh, hopefully it, it does well like S.H.I.E.L.D. did because you're going to have more powered, super-powered people. Yeah. It's, uh, if you guys have not... Like, I'd almost even say, like, you don't need to see the previous three seasons of shield to watch this and enjoy it from a storytelling standpoint. There are payoffs though, in terms of like, there are some throwbacks to the Mm. previous seasons that are like really, really good. But what they've done this year than they've done in in previous years is they have like 20 episodes, 22 episodes, whatever. And they've broken off in like six episode arcs, even though there's been an overall story for the season, you get these blocks of like Ghost Rider for the first six episodes. Sounds like a comic book, and it's and it's so smart. And, and they have like yeah. an LMD issue with the life model decoys taken over. Then they did this whole thing in the framework where it was kind of the Matrix, and then the the last episode, Ghost Rider's back, and it's like he's there to finish the business. And it's like it was a really good season because like you didn't forget like the overall goal, but there was these curveballs along the way, like every six episodes. I like that because I think we talked about it before, but that's like a comic book. You know, you have six issues for a graphic novel. You do a six issue run or a nine issue run, throw it in a, a trade paperback and, and your story's complete held within the realm of like a 500 issue running comic. Same thing with the TV show. You got the agents of shield, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole season that you're going to dedicate to, tracking down hydro you know well, you do six issues of ghost rider and well remember uh the when straczynski first took over spider-man because i remember i think i had you read those yeah um how there was like a two-year run there where uh, peter parker haha spider-man talk you'll get used to it <laughs> um it's invasion time spider-man talk how like it was um there was the overall uh it was ezekiel was the one that was with them like you had this whole trials of spider-man over the two years and there were always different fights with uh morlon and all those other things. Oh going yeah, on. the first time when Morlon showed up. But it was all pointing towards one big final thing. But you could still read that three or four issues of the fight with Morlon and and be satisfied. And it was, I you know, Agent Shield is pretty solid. I and, and I know we were talking about Gifted and maybe FX has onto something here where they're like, hey, we can make mutant shows that are connected and have a good time with that. Best of luck. I hope it's good. You know. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So. So anyway, and then. Uh, one other piece of news, I guess this is a TV show with no trailer. Uh, Netflix announced that they're going to do a Witcher series on Netflix based off of the novels slash popular video game. It's um, just going to be a bunch of nudity. It is going to be a lot of nudity. I hope it's like one episode is just a guy playing Gwent. Like, <laughs> like it's all like he's just like playing all kinds of different people. It's just a card game. Um, but uh, I played The Witcher for uh, a month or so, and I really liked it. It was just there was so much. Yeah. And um. It's a very rich, rich world. Um, I know that the uh, the author of the novels is getting involved with it. He's really excited. Um, well, that's good because he didn't really do a whole lot story-wise with the games, and he's not getting yeah. any money from the games either. Well, they said that they're going to have this follow more to the novel. So okay. I don't know if you're going to get like uh, like 
like was it Siri and uh was it Geralt Geralt I can never say his name right uh the the guy from Witcher 3 and 2 is he in the first one probably I never played the first one um but anyway I uh, like how there's PC games out there that no one ever plays the first one of that game it's always like the sequel is the one everybody goes to like do you remember Diablo 1 me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played the hell out oh, okay. of Diablo 1. I didn't, but I know Diablo 2. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny when they did the anniversary of that, and they, they put the Diablo level in, in um, Diablo 3, and they made the, the movement like the 95 Diablo. Yeah. And I'm like, or 90, it was 95 or 97, but I'm like running around, and I'm just like, this is retarded. Like, just the way that I'm like moving, and I'm just like, how did I ever play this? Like... But uh, I got through it. But no, it was it was cool. But yeah, Diablo. I played the crap out of Diablo one, two, and three. Okay, you're the you're the one guy. Like I just I'm, really nobody played the first Diablo. I don't. I everybody I ever talked to is always talking about the second one. They never really mentioned. I the think first the one. only Blizzard only Blizzard games I, that I've never been like this is amazing is uh, Lost Vikings, which I did play. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I love the Lost and Vikings and Full Throttle. What about um, Rock and Roll Racing? I no, I didn't play Rock and Roll Racing. That game was amazing. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Olaf was one of the secret characters in there from the Lost Vikings. Okay. You could have him drive a race car in space. It, whatever, Blizzard, I love you. Like, there you go. so look at that. We snuck some wrestling. Yeah, talk we in, got it all. Snuck some Spider Man. Wow. Snuck some Blizzard in there. Sorry, you're, you're welcome, folks. You're welcome. All right. So, so and then the last piece of news uh, was um, a gentleman in Texas had had gone out on a date to see Guardians of the Galaxy with a gal he met online. And she was uh, texting away in the beginning of the movie. And um, he asked her, he asked her to stop. She didn't stop. And then he asked her again, and uh, she left. And yeah, he's just, like, if you could take that outside. Yeah, just, just take it outside. Back. So she just bailed, left him there, and uh, he ended up suing her for, what was it, $17.16. Like, how much does it cost to sue somebody, though? Like, yeah. In terms of filing something, just to I know. Like, bring it like, like, hey, by the way, you're being sued. I don't know. I'd have to ask my legal counsel. Yeah, I, I love, I, I like, that's a very passive-aggressive, like, thing to do, it is. right? yeah. And I love it, like, because uh, I've, I've done, I haven't done that, but I've done other passive-aggressive things. I I, um, I posted the story on my own uh, personal feed, and people, I was like, this is the hero we need. People liked it, liked it, liked yeah. it. And I was talking, I told people, I was like, you know, I would honestly pay a few more dollars per ticket if I could be guaranteed no cell phones and no idiots in the theater. Yeah. And it's like and it, it, it sucks because not that I want to be like back in my day because I'm sure there has been idiots in theaters forever um, since theaters have been a thing. Uh, I can even imagine like during like the Greek tragedy plays, people would still be yelling shit. They'd be yeah. like, you know, quiet down, you know, I'll poison you with hemlock. Or, Stop or playing whatever. with your abacus. Yeah, right. <laughs> the sun does. The sun's All down. All I hear is that clicky, click, yeah. clicky. The sun's down. You can put the sundial away. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so, I, but I feel like there is people like there, there is this like bubble of of the either not caring or like unawareness of how bad that really is in terms of distracting. You're already in a dark room staring at a screen and you have this little tiny screen that is like, it is bright, you know? And well, even people turn the brightness down. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. I think one of the biggest things for me is if I am with somebody, it's not so much the screen or the brightness. It's just that it's kind of like you're completely disinterested in what's going on. And I get really agitated yeah. by that like especially if it's a movie theater because you're paying money to sit and give them your time to watch a movie and then if you're just like ah, i don't care it's different if you're at home but like a theater it seems like it's different you know i you know like, and you've talked about this before maybe not on the show but just about how invasive 
like the social media part of it can get in and like, you know, you're constantly looking at things, constantly looking at things. And I'm, I try not to look at my phone when I'm watching stuff, but then there's times where I've caught myself looking at my phone and I realize I'm not paying attention to the thing that I really mm-hmm. want to watch and yeah. I'm missing things. Yeah. And, and I, I and it's like, and I realize I'm that guy, you know, like, and um, like when I'm watching Better Call Saul, which we're not gonna get riled up about that again, I have to make sure that I'm my phone is away from me because that is a show that you can't not pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how people can be phone, 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 and be like, "Oh, that was a good movie." Like, how did you absorb any of that yeah. information? Or like, I'll look over because uh, someone who's not gonna be named uh, will be on their phone, and I'll look it's over. It's me. I'm on my phone no, right now. No, it's not. Uh, but <laughs> I'll look over and like. I'll be like something cool happened in the movie, and I'll be like, ah, then I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love, I love that you do the something cool. Like, did you see that? Did you, you see, see that? that? Like, yeah. I'm like, what is crazy? And then it's just like, and then I, I like, I see the phone go down real quick, and I'm like, you didn't see that, did you? You weren't paying attention. You've ruined the moment. Be gone. Yeah. I will, I will sue you later. Anyway, yeah. so that's uh, that's uh, that's that. But all right, on to the phone stuff. And now for our feature presentation. We would have kept going. Transitions aren't that easy, are they? Whatever. No, it was fine. It was just no, it was fine. I just I wanted to do it sooner. Just it was. It was oh, sorry. No, 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 no. We we were having a good conversation. I just it was just like oh my gosh, like I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna segue into this because I kind of want to keep talking about texting during movies. Yeah, it's but, like there's no justice. Yeah. So way. oh yes, there's injust an injustice in the movie theater. Uh, yeah. and, and injustice. We we're talking about injustice one. We actually did. Uh, get our injustice two feet wet. I almost wish we were recording ourselves playing the game because the things we were saying. See, yeah. and that's why I want to do the Batman versus Superman thing because I think we would have conversations like that. Because Atrocitus's cat—that was amazing. Yeah. So um, anyway, Atrocitus is a Red Lantern, so he's a, a bad guy <laughs> in the DC universe. Like, and his he used and the red is the the power of anger, right? Yeah. Like fury, and he has a cat with him in this fighting game. Yeah what the hell is the cat doing there? And, but then he, well, he did a combo, <laughs> and the cat started fighting me as I was playing him. I'm like, I lost this cat it. isn't just, this is an accessory. This cat's just like, and it's floating, and it just comes over, it's like, pap, 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 and then it like spits on you, and I was like, man, that's so cool. It makes sense, though, that if, if you're a member of the Lantern Corps, and you have all these different rings that yeah. represent different aspects of personality, of course a goddamn cat's going to be red and yeah. fury. It's going to be full of fury. Yeah, that, you know, because there's not a color for hunger and spite. the, the yeah. cats are full of spite. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us was the first game, and they just this is just Injustice Two that just came out this Tuesday, and it's done by Nether Realm Studios, which is uh, the company that I guess evolved from Midway that did Mortal Kombat. So Ed Boon, if anybody is familiar with Ed Boon from the '90s, who basically kind of like you mean Noob Cybot? Noob Cybot, yes, the Noob Cybot. Um, but Ed Boon basically kind of is the, I don't know, the... He's the producer. Like the, He's the overall... Like, yeah, I don't know how to describe him. He's been like the, the main brain behind Mortal Kombat since day one. And then like it slowly went on, and then, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Warner Brothers picked him up, and then they started doing more stuff. That's where you got your DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. And then they started doing Injustice as they continued to do Mortal Kombat. But... Um, this game has a very Mortal Kombat feel to it. That's why I bring that up. Well, and I think, and, and Joe had mentioned that he wanted to talk about this just because, well, not just because the sequel was coming out. Uh, it's just that you you liked this game when it came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had not played it. it just uh, 
I, I've come to a realization while I was playing the first Injustice just a couple days ago. Um, I am terrible at fighting games. And, yeah. and and I've known this for a while. It's just kind of one of those, those things that's always been in the back of my head. And it's like when I grew up playing fighting games, I just played against the AI. So you'd eventually win. So you're like, okay, yeah, I, I finished all Street Fighter, all the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I played against anybody else, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So fighting games definitely got more advanced, like oh, yeah. well past my my learning curve. They got quickly, past me too. And I know? played a lot of fighting games. Like no, because I, I know you love Street Fighter. Yeah, I was deep in the arcade when I was a kid. Like you know, that's where like my game handle comes from because I played Akuma so much and uh, Tekken. I used to play Tekken anytime they had a Tekken tournament. I would play Tekken. Um, uh, what else was I played Mortal Kombat a ton when I was a kid. Uh, I remember, like, I would go, it was funny, like, we would go to the Kmart in Amherst, the Super K, and uh, they had an arcade. They had, like, this little tiny closet arcade with, like, seven games in it, and they had Mortal Kombat 2 and, no, Mortal Kombat 3, and I remember, like, every time I'd go to the grocery store with my mom, she'd go grocery stopping, or grocery, grocery, grocery stopping, groceries, stop it, groceries, <laughs> you stop it, um, grocery shopping. No, we can't elope. And, <laughs> and, uh. And I would beeline and just play Mortal Kombat for like 30 minutes. And it was just the time of my life as a kid. But um, yeah, and then I got older and the internet came out. And I remember, I think it was Dead or Alive. Uh, do you remember that game? So yeah. Was the Dead yeah. or Alive games uh, by, was it Team Ninja, Tecmo? Yeah, Team Ninja. Yeah. And I remember playing that and I was just like, cool, fighting game. I can play online. This is for the 360 when it just launched. And I got my ass whooped, like, left and right. And I was just like, I'm nothing. Like, you know, ba- like, back from my arcade <laughs> days, it was fun to to kind of, like, be in that. There was always, like, that upper echelon of people you knew that were at the arcade where you're like, I kind of want to waste my quarter on that guy because I see him in here all the time. I was, unfortunately, like, one of those kids. Yeah, so. well, and then um, in terms of connectivity, uh, they uh, re-released Mortal Kombat 3 for the Xbox Live Arcade, mm-hmm. and I remember watching my roommate at the time play uh, Cyrex, and he was actually pretty good with, like, he was actually really good at Mortal Kombat 3, to the point where I'd see him play people, and then they quit mid-match, because he actually remembered the combos and things, Yeah, and it was kind of funny, because, like, you know, it would crash everything, because they were mad at him. I would have um, muscle memory, because I played that too. Like, I still remember the, uh, I couldn't tell you right now, but if I used my, like, if I had the pad you know, Sub-Zero's combos and stuff like that. But um, anyway, so, you know, I think it's cool because, like, um, uh, they got, Warner Brothers got a hold of this studio for gaming, and they basically kind of used it to get DC games launched off with, like, Injustice, Gods Among Us, and Injustice 2. And what I like about it, other than being a decent fighting game, and, and I guess I haven't played much of Injustice 2, but everybody's kind of already raving that it's a better fighting game. Um, then a lot of fighting games has a lot more depth with combos and just character differentials. But um, you get to really jump into a, a multiverse of DC characters, like in terms of like if you like the um, uh, like just the different realities and things like that, this is another one of those. But you still kind of get that flavor of each character. You know what I mean? It's very cool to see. It's almost like a, a I don't want to say a cartoon or a movie, but a lot of it plays out that way. The idea of the multiverse is something that, even though we've talked a lot about Marvel, how they have the different Earths and all this stuff, um, the multiverse is something that feels more DC to me uh, than Marvel. And the fact that the this game, so Injustice, the main crux of the Injustice world, and I don't know about the sequel, but I just I just played the first one, the campaign, and I want to talk about more about the actual campaign structure in a second. Um, is you're in a world in which the Joker successfully caused um, Superman 
to kill Lois and his uh, unborn child and like cause a lot of destruction of Metropolis. And he kind of snaps. Yeah. And he ends up trying to try to make like a world of law and order and becomes very like fascist dictator like. Yeah. And, and so he has heroes that he's pretty much broken their will to serve him because it's either you join him or are you going to face off against Superman? Probably not. And then you have the one guy who's the asshole, a.k.a. Batman, that's still out there, crazy rich guy with no superpowers, that's still fighting the good fight. And he was like, oh, I need more heroes. So he reaches into the regular DC universe and grabs some heroes out and being like, I'm hoping you can help me. So it sets up a really... That happens so many times it in does. DC. Like, yeah, you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go look over here. Oh, come on over here, other Flash. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and it, it worked out well because you set up an interesting uh, mechanic for a fighting game where you could have heroes and villains face off against each other. And it doesn't feel forced because this is another world where their alliances may have shifted. Storylines are different. So it's like, it felt like if you're playing the campaign, you're like, Oh, okay. Well I can see how maybe if Deathstroke's kind of a good guy, he's trying to be stopped by these people. This is going to be the fight he'd have, you know? And it was it, it, not that you needed to have a world explain a fighting game because there's been plenty of, like explain to me the mythology between behind Mortal Kombat and not make it sound dumb as all get out and then, and then I'll, you know I don't I'll, understand. I'll buy you a beer because like Mortal <laughs> Kombat is always like there's a tournament happens every so often okay great there's a weird portal thing and you know I don't know we have a guy with a hat that can throw lightning another guy that's a robot good luck with that yeah four arms six arms doesn't matter no they've know? really flushed out Mortal Kombat's mythology but it you're right though like the, you know even Street Fighter uh, is just kind of just like everybody's getting together fighting in the street you know I, every character has a background but it's Where are like we fighting street street name of the game yeah look at the name of the game. <laughs> why are we in the house yeah. but you know like you're right it 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 Fighting games become so much more interesting, like, and I've always had that problem with Tekken. Like, I feel like, like when I used to play Tekken, it was like the characters. There wasn't like a main storyline that kind of like really flushed out every character. Like every character was there for a reason. You know, like you you knew that like Anna and Nina were sister rivalry and they hated each other. And the big thing was always uh, Kazuya and um, uh, Heihachi always trying to kill each other, like a father son rivalry. You know, but Who it was has the better hair. Right, whose hair can go back further, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't as in depth as like something like this with uh, like Injustice. And yeah. it's nice because it, it, like, they do such a good job of blending the comic books with the gameplay and the game that it's it's there's so many great Easter eggs for for comic book fans. And and it's like I went into the to the GameStop over by me and I was t- I was pre ordering a couple games um, like like Red Dead and um, uh, Destiny 2. And I was like, I don't know if I should get Injustice because I saw the thing coming. He's like, the guy was like, oh, you can. You got all these pre-order bonuses. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm really telling him. I was like, I really fell off from fighting games. I'm not that good. But by God, if like the content for comic books in that game isn't great. Because like even the banter, like I love the hero villain banter in that game. Like they do such a good job of the the voice lines like pairing up. And I love that in a lot of games. You know, like there's um, like I always talk about how I play Heroes of the Storm. They do that with the um, uh, characters in that. Like, they know each other, so then they'll have different interactions based on what characters are around. You know, if you're going to have... Flat, like, we, we just played it. I had Flash fight Cap, uh, Captain Cold. And, you know, they addressed each other how they kind of would as knowing each other in the comics, which I thought was cool, you know? Yeah, that is nice. Uh, so... I you know you know me I'm always hesitant to to dive into the DC pool just because 
you know, I, which is weird because there's some really cool characters there. And what made me excited about Injustice One is I bought the uh, remastered blah 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 edition for PS4 because this was originally a PS3 Xbox 360 game. Yeah. And even though this was uh, remastered in like high definition. Um, you could definitely tell this was a previous generation game when I was playing it on PlayStation Four, just yeah. because of the the you know uh, the the textures and everything. Even though it still looked pretty good, I was excited that Lobo was a character in the special edition. That is pretty cool because Lobo is like one of my favorite DC characters. It's like and Lobo is imagine Wolverine and kind of Deadpool, but like not funny Deadpool, and you just kind of squish them together. Where it's like you got Lobo, where he ha- he heals really well, doesn't give a shit about anything, and is kind of a jerk. And it's like he, he kind of you know he it just he has a space bike too, and I love and I love that his special in the first game involves him flipping off the other character, but then they blur it out because it's a PG thirteen type of game. But you have Lobo definitely flipping off people, and I loved. I love that he was in this game because like that's to me feels like a deep cut for DC because he's not a right. very he's not an easily approachable character like a Batman or a Superman. We well, get a lot of those deep cuts for fans. Like I was really surprised to see they put Doctor Fate in this one. You know, you get that you, made me happy. You get your Blue Beetle. I'm really surprised Booster Gold wasn't in there, but yeah, I'm right? sure he's going to squeak out in DLC. You know, there's tons of DLC that's going to like they already announced the first uh, batch of characters is going to be Sub Zero because it's another realm. We talked about Mortal Kombat, Starfire, and Nightwing. So you're going to get um, Dick Grayson and Starfire. And then uh, they'll probably throw out more people. I'm sure we'll get Batgirl in there. Um, maybe Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She's oh, in no. a wheelchair. Yeah. And she kicked my ass. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Oracle wins. Humility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just got, like, um, like she just rolls over your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but She calls down like a, a tactical strike on your head and be like, oh, you think I was going to use my wheelchair to beat you? No, yeah. I have weapons at my disposal. Well, I like that they put Atrocitus in there because like, I didn't even really know who Atrocitus was that much. But Is the cat's name Catrocitus? A Catrocitus? I don't know. That would be amazing. We need to do some research on the cat. But last last game, it was, uh, wasn't was Sinestro? He was in it, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, you had Sinestro, which is a little Jordan more popular. And the Yellow Lantern as well. They had him in there Oh, too. yeah, he yeah. could do the Yellow Lantern, but... How, I feel weird that they put Hal back in here and they didn't do John Stewart. Yeah, it feels like that should be something. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, what I will say here is I've played I've played a few fighting games in my time, not greatly, but I, I have. And always going through the campaigns, always like Joe said, like you have one character with their one desire, and then you see their ending. And if the ending is, I'm going to constantly keep uppercutting a waterfall, and, and I explain why that happens. Thank you, Ryu. Um, you know, like that's fine. But with with this, it's like it was twelve chapters. And even though it's a fighting game, the campaign was like four hours, four to five hours, and it had a story. And even though it was the time you saw a scene in which the character that you're, you're playing at the time, whatever chapter it is, they happen to enter a room and you see two other heroes or villains there. Oh, you know, you're going to fight both of them. Like there was no switching out. There was no like, oh, we're, we're cool. It's like, nope, we're going to throw down. I, even though the story, there was some goofy beats to it, I, I, it was the first time that I'm like, oh, this all kind of fits together organically. And it was actually a pretty, pretty good experience. And I knew since Superman was the villain in the, in the, the story that the final chapter would be the other Superman to kind of end it and finish it. Cause it's like, who are you going to have fight Superman, but Superman, like mm-hmm. I kind of saw that coming, but it kind of made sense thematically. And I, and I dug, I dug that you got to see different perspectives of the world from different characters um, the Joker didn't make any sense being there, but other than he didn't belong there. I like, feel like that's how he is in the second one now too, because yeah. like I've art like what we did with uh, when we played it, it was just like I don't know. It was very he's very anticlimactic in terms of like 
the fighting style and his moves, and then just like they went the whole Jared Leto route. Like, yeah. I don't know why they had to do that because, like, in the last Injustice, it was right around the time of Dark Knight. You didn't get Heath Ledger Joker in the game. You got your Clown Prince of Crime Joker. So yeah, it it was weird. Um, so I will say that as as I was playing the game, because there's like a chapter or two where you play as Aquaman. And there was definitely bits where like each hero has like they're like, you know, they're taunting each other. And I, I just couldn't help it. Every time it was always like, um, you know, last son of Krypton, huh? And it'd be like, I wanted Superman to be like, you're Aquaman. Like I always wanted that to be like always like, it doesn't matter what you're going to tell me. Right. You're Aquaman. That's my rally cry. And I, it was, um, and th- there was a whole bit, bit in the first game too, where the, our Aquaman and uh, not our Aquaman, the, our Aquaman. The, yeah, he ends up on, you know, in, in, injustice world, he goes to Atlantis to figure out what happened. And he's talking to like this guy walking through a library and the guy's like, well, sir, you know what happened? He's like, well, no, just refresh me. What happened? And he goes through the whole story. He's like, oh yeah, I remember the, that day <laughs> it was like very like it was such a clunky transition of like, we have to explain what happened in this world. And he's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like wink. It was so bad. Refresh my memory type. Yeah. Um, and also Superman kills a small child in that game too. I'm just going to mention it. And it's not a small child. Like you think he kills Shazam. Like he picks up Shazam and laser beams his head. Like you, because he had a hood on, so you couldn't see it get all the way through, but you saw the dark circles. So he bored through Shazam's head and Shazam, Shazam is, Shazam? Shazam is a small child that has his power. So Superman just straight up killed a kid in this game and no one said anything about it. Yeah. Like, well, Well, there was also that there was also that that scene that we were talking about earlier where like Superman has to fight Black Adam. Black Adam is whipping cars at him. Black Adam just flies down uh, an alleyway. And there's a there's a, there's a traffic going on on the other side of the alley, and he's he's just picking cars up and throwing them at Superman down the alley, and it's like a like a mini game where you got to like stop the cars, and so the best way to stop the cars is with laser beam eyes, and like after like three or four cars is shooting him out of the sky while he's throwing them at me, I'm like, there's still people in those cars because <laughs> he does he just picks them right up out of traffic as they're driving, yeah, and I'm like, man, soups like. You can't you can't there, catch them or blow them away. <laughs> there's some weird concessions made in the name of making a fighting game. Yeah, you know? like but uh, that was that was a uh, was it that was Dictator Superman, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was Good Superman. That was fighting Black Adam. Oh no! But like, so speaking of ridiculous things, like each character has a super, um, and we'll talk more about our experience with Injustice Two in a second. But in the first Injustice game, Batman Super is he calls on the Batmobile to show up, and he jumps as the Batmobile comes through and just runs over somebody. I'm like. He just straight up murders somebody with a car. And it's like, that's not a super ability. That's a hit and run, you yeah. know? Like, and some of the supers were very over the top. Like in the first game, the Flash runs the entire radius of the earth and then comes around, just punches a person, which I think that's a bit overkill because you're the Flash and you can do what you want. You probably punch through them if you did that. Yeah. Yeah. So his new one is really good, though. Yeah. His, in, in the second game, he uh, takes you through time smashes you against the the sphinx and breaks the nose and then goes back and throws you at a dinosaur and the dinosaur gets mad the dinosaur doesn't die just gets mad and then it brings you back to the future and then still punches your past self to finish it out so that was yeah yeah, that was um it was just it's fun uh i don't know like it's it like marvel i know you're going to mention marvel versus capcom Mm -hmm. and that that's a good fighting game it doesn't feel necessarily like like a Marvel game. Do you remember the um, old Marvel Infinity Gauntlet fighting game? Yeah, that that was yeah, but that was done by Capcom too. Yeah, so I mean, it's the same thing, the same realm. Like with Marvel versus Capcom, like it's not a standalone Marvel game like 
uh, injustice is. Like you, you're. It's more of a mashup. You're going to have them interacting with characters from, you know, the Capcom universe. So you'll have like Chris Redfield standing there with Captain Marvel and um, Rocket Raccoon, you know, and that's your your team. So uh, they do have really fun interactions, like I was talking about with Injustice and like Heroes of the Storm, where it's like the characters will talk. Like one of my favorite things from Marvel vs. Capcom Three was like if you did pair most of the Avengers together. Um, they would all say different things when you would tag in and out. So they would like, you know, like Iron Man would 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 call out, you know, Steve and Captain America would come out and they would say Tony. And then my all time favorite was that um, when you tag Hawk out for Thor, he would yell Goldilocks and Thor, <laughs> Thor would jump in. So, you know, like a lot of the banter like that was was always fun. And, um, you know, I think um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom is more whimsical in terms of like the, the gameplay and uh, the 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 flavor of the game versus like injustice with you know and dc does this with their with their cinematic universe too they try to be more serious but um i don't know i i like the injustice series yeah and i mentioned to joe last week before we uh dug into this is that marvel tried making a fighting game a couple years ago called uh nemesis rise the imperfects Mm -hmm. that kind of had a similar vibe in the sense of like oh, these people are getting taken over and they're being corrupted so you can have good guys versus bad guys and bad guys versus other bad yeah. guys. And that game was shit. It was a bad <laughs> game. I played it all the way through because I'm just like, oh, it's Spider-Man versus Venom and like I got to do all that, right? And it was just a bad game, but they tried having these other sections that weren't necessarily fighting games, but they had like these platforming sections, not platforming, but they tried attaching some type of story elements and, and, and the story wasn't good. Uh, the new characters that they made, they're trying to launch in their own thing, were terrible as well. And I feel like the people that put together Injustice were like, "You guys remember that? We can we can do way oh, yeah. better yeah. than that." That was on PlayStation Two. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a while ago. That was pretty bad. Um, and so this, you're right. This feels like its own thing. It's 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 definitely in its own DC world. Um, the I it's just, it has its own vibe to it, and I dig that. Um, graphics I, are phenomenal. The graphics are phenomenal. And I and I feel like this does something that the movies haven't done, which you already mentioned, is that it rewards the fans big time. Yeah. And if you're a DC fan at all, and you like video games, I don't know why you would have not played this yet because it feels like it. If the story itself isn't that bad, it feels like um, oh, Flashpoint a little bit. Yeah, you know? it definitely feels yeah. Flashpointy. I'm waiting for. Uh, I'm really excited to see who they're going to roll out as expansions. I hope they do at least a couple more. Um, just so you can get like a good uh, beefier set of characters. I know it takes a lot of work to run those characters through, but you know I'd like to see like Constantine. That would be really cool, and get Matt Ryan to do him. You know, this goes around just throwing cigarette lighters, people, cigarettes, it's like and done. yeah. It's like, oh, uh, my well, finishing move is cancer. Yeah. You know, like, well, Zatanna was in Zatanna was in the first one, wasn't yeah, she? she? Was. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, definitely check out Injustice. Um, it's a great series. I mean, whether you like playing video games or not. Uh, if you do play a little bit of video games and you love comics, definitely grab it. So, yeah, like so, our limited time that we have with the second game, I just gotta admit, I'm, I'm terrible, and people saw me be terrible. Like Joe and and my wife watched me be terrible in front of these games. But some of the stuff that we saw, like Swamp Thing, I, I wish there was almost a Swamp Thing video game by itself because I think he's awesome. Yeah, Swamp Thing's awesome. Um, Swamp Thing was great. Uh, Atrocitus and his cat, which again doesn't, I don't understand that. That was cool. Um, there, there's some interesting like deep cut characters they have again that uh, I, I, I see this. It makes me want a Marvel fighting game like this, mm-hmm. but 
you know, would it be, would, would they be able to have the same type of serious tone right now? Yeah. Like that, that, I don't uh, think it would be serious. That's why I think it works well with the Capcom, Marvel's Capcom universe. So, yeah. But, um, but, uh, but uh, real quick, I know before we go on to, uh, to the game here, why are they able to get the tone of this world right and use all these characters they have at their disposal? But for some reason, they can't seem to get a movie universe that makes sense, but they can go and say, hey, we're going to write the story and we're going to set this up and and actually have a kind of coherent like idea with all these different characters. Like, I don't understand how, like, clearly Warner Brothers and DC, they, they have control completely of all their of all their characters. This isn't a Marvel situation where they they have like Fox and Sony to deal with. Like they have it all together. And they put this together, and it feels like a love letter to, to DC fans. Why can't they just translate that? I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. That's that's so. that's the question. I don't know. So let us know what you think of Injustice. Um, you know, if you've played it, if you haven't played it, who you would like to see in the game, you know. So I lost to Black Canary. <laughs> I have to admit it. I picked her because I was like, it'd be funny to fight Black Canary in front of Joe, and I lost to yeah. her. Yeah, she got at you with the drunken style. Yeah, she got me with the drunken style. Yeah, yeah, she whipped a bourbon bottle on my head. Yeah, and then <laughs> shake that. And then, her, and then her father faked a heart attack, and I was like, yeah. "No!" no. And then, yeah. the, the, the match stopped, and then you're like, "Ha ha!" Tricked you, and she sucker punched you. Yeah, that was it. Like, oh, curse you, Quentin! <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna find out about uh, the next project that NetherRealm Studios could possibly do because they've already adapted a great comic book series. So maybe they could do it for a great TV show. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> Alright, so I have eight fatalities from uh, s- uh, several different TV shows. Actually, some, a couple of them are doubled up because people get killed a lot in some TV shows. Uh, and Is it all Game of Thrones? No, it's not all Game of Thrones. And it's one episode of Game of Thrones. One of, it's all just one episode. It's the first five minutes of an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play a fatality for you. Uh, and you might get some of these. Some of them you might not get. One of them, one of them I don't expect you to get because I don't think either of us have watched it. But I was, <laughs> I was looking up like, like TV deaths or whatever on YouTube, and, and this one was pretty brutal. Um, so, uh, we'll start off with this one and see if you can tell what fatality this show is from. Finish him. Oh, this goes on for a while. Yeah, some of them go on for a little while. This is when Walt strangled that guy in the basement in Breaking Bad. You're close. That's the box cutter knife that Gus oh, got. Yeah, oh. when Gus got him. Yeah, some of oh. these are. Some of these sound Gus pretty. Gus didn't say a word. He didn't. And took off. He just. He put on the, the whole the time. Rubber. Just yeah. stared at him. I'm like, oh, that's when you knew that guy was cold. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. Here, let's let's try this one here. You, I don't know if you'll get this one. This one's pretty quick though. Finish him. Eighty percent of the country remains undecided. <laughs> Is this from True Blood? Yes, it is. I don't know why I know that. Like, Fatality. that's like the one thing of True Blood I've seen. Yeah. And I happened to be in a hotel, just flipping through channels, and I saw that. Yeah. Oh, that wow. one's pretty brutal. Because they didn't see yeah. it coming. You're just like, oh, it's the new. Oh, that guy's yeah. ba- back is in that man's wow. hand. I've never seen a full episode of True Blood. Well, that's amazing that I knew that. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Hear about this one. Finish him, King. <laughs> 
That is Game of Thrones. Yes. And that is, uh, uh, what's his face? Getting the, the golden crown put on yeah, his head. Yeah, that was, uh, was a various, various, Car various Car uh, Kardashian. Kardashian. I guess the Kardashians <laughs> are like the uh, Targaryens. Uh, yeah, getting his uh, golden crown. All right, so was that, uh, was that three? Uh, yeah. Let's do, hear this one. Finish him. This one's kind of long. Oh, okay. I know what it, it is. I feel bad because I think I saw the name of this whenever I originally. Oh, okay, it. that's okay. This is the kingpin beating the shit off somebody. This is the kingpin door. taking a guy's head off with a car door. Yeah. Fatality. Done. Vincent D'Onofrio. No. No. Oh, am I missing? I think I'm missing one on here. Hold on. Stand by. Can I? Can I still add these? Yeah, I think. Oh, I can. Out. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna add one real quick and I'll play it for you. This one I'm sure you'll get. Uh. Like right away. I don't know why I didn't add this. All right, here we go. I'm sure you'll get this one. You ready? Yeah. Finish him. Off. Fatality. That's uh, Costanza's uh, wife. Yeah, or, that was uh, his fiance. fiance. Yeah. That was George Costanza's fiance. Oh, uh, you guys didn't. Oh, he heard a tone. I won. I, I was what did right. you do? I was trying to bring up iTunes for a reason. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, okay. Um, no, but, you know it was going to start updating things and be like, yeah. hey, welcome. Do you want to listen to U2 right now? Let's yeah. listen to U2. <laughs> Here's seven U2 albums. And it'd be my fatality. So. Um, but uh, yeah, that's George Costanza's uh, wife from Licking of the Stamps. She died from Licking Stamps. So that was George's fatality. All right, here, let's see if uh, if you can get this one here. Finish him. It's Breaking Bad again. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought I, I thought I cut the run part out. Well, uh, I I had to redo some of these, so I forgot to cut the run. That was when uh, Walt took out those drug dealers of the car. So that'd be a good fatality. Um, yeah, Aztec. All right, I got I got two more. So let's do let's do this one. Uh, would you want to do the easy one or the hard one last? Uh, here, we'll do the yeah. easy one. Here, you, you should be able to get this one. Finish him. I knew Queen a wedding gift. Oh, really? It's... Oh, I really messed this up. <laughs> you know what it is. How long is this? <laughs> this is what happens when I, I didn't cut something properly. Oh. Is this the Red Wedding? This is the Red Wedding. Wait. Wait till the... Wait till the end, though. It sounds bad, doesn't it? Fatality. Oh, Fatality. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Oh, poor Ona. Was it Ona Chapman? That was the lady. She was uh, Charlie Chaplin's uh, granddaughter. Oh, really? That was playing uh, Rob's uh, wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's huh. got stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. All right, last one, and this one, this one could be tough. I'll be really surprised if you get it, because uh, I don't, I don't know if you ever watched the show, but. Finish him. Night Court. That was from Night Court. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, um, yeah. That was uh, Gemma killing Tara, and um, I have a whole new perspective of Katie Seagal now. Like, we'll have to watch that scene oh, I, after this. It's uh, it's pretty brutal. Like, I was like, damn. So, well, uh, those are my, those were the fatalities that could possibly pop up in, um, I like uh, it. in another realm game in the future. If there is ever a Breaking Bad fighting game, you know, uh, you would have. Uh, who would you have? You would have. Um, well, obviously, you'd have Walt and Jesse. And Walt's special would be just he brings that car in with the automatic machine gun. Yeah, you would have Mike. He'd bring balloons in and be like, "Oh, they're balloons!" They'd shoot you. Yeah, Saul, Hector. No, I don't know. Hector Salamaco with different skins. Um, <laughs> but all you get with Hector is like, you know, all you, you get with Hector two. is just one as a bell. A bell, thing, but that's a it. bell. That's, yeah. yeah, or maybe maybe like Hector could summon Tuco. That would be his uh, thing. Yeah, and Tuco just stares at you for a minute before he goes crazy. And then the cousins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. And Hank. See, could, Hank, Hank could show up and throw various gems and rocks severed at you. heads, and, and tur- a turtle will come out with a severed head with uh, Danny with Danny Trejo's yeah. head on it. I just like that uh, that Hank would show up with some Schrader brow. <laughs> And then he would also show up with some quartz and some other rocks that he has. Mar- and then you could also have his wife show up and she could just steal things off your person. Marie, like, all of Marie's different skins are all just purple. It's just like a de- <laughs> variation of purple. And Walt Jr. could come out yeah. and he'd be a slow fighter, but he'd be effective. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love See, it. See, there you go. I like it. I like You I could like have this. the Better Call Saul expansion pack. There you go. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Just go fighting in a Cinnabon. There you go, Nether Realm Studios. One of the levels would be inside the Winnebago as it's going along. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like and you got to fight Walt with, in his underwear, wearing the mask. That yep. would be. See, why isn't that happening? I don't you know. know. Um, we should right. we should be copywriting this. We should have like a stamp. All right. Well, so, do you remember the Fight Club fighting game they came out with? That was utterly terrible. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was on Xbox. Whenever your cutscenes are just still frames, yeah. you know that's a bad sign. You know that's bad. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's that's going to do it us for, for for fighting games. Uh, I definitely, you know, pick up Injustice. I mean, if you want to pick up the second one, it's, it's sixty bucks right now. But or rent uh, it like I did. There you go. Uh, the first one's relatively uh, cheap right now. Let's go. It's 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 worth playing the campaign and seeing the different characters and and doing that. That's fun. Or go on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure I saw. I didn't watch it, but I'm pretty sure somebody already condensed all the cutscenes in 1080p. There you go. Yeah, watch so. it. Just watch it. Yeah. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to be like, ah, I don't know, fighting games. I love comic books, so go do that. Yeah, it's worth it's worth your time. So um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, please check us out on our social media. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a website, invasionthepodcast.com. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash invasionthepodcast. If you'd like to financially support us. That would be amazing. You could donate as little as a dollar, as much as $1 million. Uh, if you donate $5, you can pick out a Wheel of Death and then subjugate us to that. Um, also, uh, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you could go on there and leave us five-star reviews, that'd be amazing. And I forgot to mention this last week. We did get a five-star review recently uh, from me, 
three zero zero owl, so maybe me like meow, but with a three hundred in the middle. Yeah, they gave us five stars. They said entertaining, informative, quick witted, and funny. I, I agree with both. Oh, those thank statements. you. So, so we appreciate that. So, if you guys could do that, just uh, five stars. If you feel like we get five stars, that w- that would be awesome. If you're giving me one star because I lost a black canary, well, then I, I deserve that's that. fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> like one star lost a black canary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think next week we've decided. Unfortunately, I know you guys are going to be sad. We are taking the week off. I have a lot of outside invasion stuff to take care of. It's just it's just the way it is. So I do apologize. Maybe go back and listen to some of our 100 other episodes and find one that you like and listen to that instead. Yeah, we're gonna run. We're gonna be running reruns next week. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, so. wouldn't that be funny if I just like just upload an old file and label well, it the new I, one? And I just... was thinking about running the episode where we meet the Harlem Globetrotters. Right, and then we end up on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you guys haven't seen that episode or listened to it yet, that's probably what's going to run in the rerun spot next week. So many coconuts. Uh, so, so yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, have a safe, safe two weeks off. Have a safe Labor Day then. So I think yeah. not so Labor Day, Memorial Day. Jesus, we're off for four months. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> enjoy Labor Day in September as well. I mean, don't don't discount that. You should still enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, enjoy your uh, Monday off. God, I know I am. I'm really right. excited for that. I don't know why. <laughs> I why it's it's always the excitement going into a three day weekend. Then what, as soon as it's over, you're like, oh, that I was it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I I gotta. I was like I was starting to plan. Like I'm like I should do something crazy on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can sleep in on Monday. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, have a, have a safe Memorial Day and Labor Day and Arbor Day. Yep. And we'll talk to you next time. Later.
Fatality.